0: if you hang out with us long enough you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything enjoy the the show show. hi everybody i am back with my beautiful friend ricardo how do i say oh pies peace darn it okay you said
1: it perfect the first time
0: perfect the first time okay Um, And he is a beautiful, beautiful intuitive. He's a psychic. He also does Reiki. He also does dream interpretation. He does a lot of things. And I thought it would be fun to, a lot of you have had questions about dream interpretation. What does it mean? How do I lucid dream? What does lucid dreaming mean? And I thought it would be great to have an expert on here. And you said something before we started recording that was, such a great sentence that I thought we mm-hmm. could name it the episode. So what yep. did do you remember what you said?
1: Kind of. Um, so I think I said something like for me in my own experience, dream journaling and dream interpretation were a fundamental tool and so accessible in developing my own intuition.
0: Mm, and I think that's such a good point and such a beautiful introduction to what we're speaking about today, developing your hey. intuition, trusting your intuition. Um, but for anybody who doesn't know who you are, you're such an active member in the inner bloomers community. Thank you so much for that. Well, what, what's your background? Who are you? Give us a little history into who Ricardo is.
1: So I've been psychic all my life and I've been able to lucid dream and astral travel, especially when I was a child, like most people, um. And throughout my life, I kind of like muted myself down to fit in with the people around me. And then thanks to a wonderful, miraculous pair that I found through TikTok, I got in touch with with the Inner Bloom podcast. And I was already doing like work on myself, but then like listening to the podcast with Alexa and you, I was like, This is the universe giving me full permission to embrace who I've always been and not be embarrassed about these aspects of myself. And so all of that also reminded me that as a queer person, as a psychic, it was really important to be truly who I am so that the people who are supposed to spend life and enjoy life with me can be in as an immediate circle to me and I to them as possible. So my life in spite of so much hardship and so many difficulties has been made exponentially better simply because inner Bloom podcast exists and even though i'm a little bit emotional about that i want to thank you and alexa forever because you've made that much of a difference and an impact in my life
0: Mm, thank you so much that's so sweet of you you're so (laughs) sweet i appreciate that thank you thank you that means a lot to me um Shall we get into it? So, yes. how did you start? What, because I know that uh, journaling in general can mm-hmm. start differently for everybody. So, how did you start journaling? How did you start? And because you've been doing this a long time.
1: Hmm. So, basically, I've been paying attention to my dreams all my life. One of the things that I did as uh, not an infant, but like as a toddler, and again, I have no reason to lie. And I have no, like, pretense for you to believe me. You don't have to. You can take whatever I say with a truckload of salt, okay? With a truckload
0: of salt. I like that. It's fine.
1: It doesn't have to be a pinch or a grain. It can be as much as you want, but this is my true lived experience. As a toddler, I would do regressions spontaneously every night before sleep. So Like past life
0: regressions?
1: That happened too, but that was, like, more accidental. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so my father would come in the room before my parents separated mm-hmm. um my father would come in the room she would tell us like some bedtime story and sometimes he would make it up and i knew he was making it up and i made fun of him it was just fun it, like really nice childhood memories there but i knew i had too much of an overactive neurodivergent mind and i knew that i always all my life i had to meditate to be able to fall asleep like there was something in my brain that was no, just not wired to fall asleep unless I was exhausted or I drove myself to sleep. Mm. So I did these regressions and remembering the day and the day before and the day before. And then there was this day I was like three or four years old. And I was like, but what happens when we come to the day that I don't remember anything else? Which was like the darkness in my mother's womb, because I was born um, apparently dead so oh, wow. i was born yeah so the doctor was very stubborn and they resuscitated me and i'm here thanks to them uh, it wow. was like my whole birth was like a, a dip into the psychic experience my mother had an out-of-body experience she saw herself bleeding she saw everything it's like it's crazy wow and, that's and amazing how both of us survived such a such a really extreme birth um but i remember then like being surrounded by some entities that people can regard as like spiritual guides or like guardians of sorts. And so that was an accidental um, regression. But I'm sharing all of this to say that like once we are relaxed in our bodies and in our minds, we have so much more control and we can surf it, surf our own mind in a much more easy and even fun way. Mm. Um, and so for me, those regressions were an exercise, like what's kind of like stretching a muscle right. and tightening at the same time. And, and I wasn't aware that this was something that only I was experiencing because most kids around me were just playing, uh, or just being kids and they didn't really exchange what they were experiencing at night. And there's just so many things for like, from my early childhood that now in retrospect, I'm gaining a lot of flashbacks and a lot more stuff is coming up And I'm like, I'm so glad I made that decision not to shut completely down when I was around five. But the thing is around five, when the kind of like shut down happened, I knew that my dreams were going to be my key as in your dreams are always there for you. So whether people believe you or not.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you can always say it's your dream, right? Right. And so I had a ton of very intense experiences in my dreams. And by the time I was 10, 12, I started understanding that some of my dreams were physiological as in my body was reacting to food or reacting to the events of the day in a way that really needed processing. And so dreams are really a good way for our body and ourself to process emotions that we could not intellectualize or we cannot understand that we were even feeling them. Sometimes you just feel a pit in your stomach, but your dreams help understand what's going on, like with a higher and deeper perspective at the same time. And around the time I was 15, I was like, I need to start writing these down because these are amazing adventures. (laughs) So... I, in so many of my dreams, I was like a traveling wizard with a pointy hat and all, oh, and like hot. with like light setters and stuff like that. And it was really interesting that in like, even in dream symbology, that has a certain significance, but it's also a reminder that like you, some of your dreams can be literally just fun experiences, mm. especially when you start venturing into like, lucid dreaming and or astral traveling which for me are separate experiences they're different levels different realms
2: right
1: um, and then when i was 17 18 i noticed that like i really digged my dreams but when i heard someone talking about their dreams i knew very much very well what they were talking about and i remember like i studied the bible with jehovah witnesses between the age of 10 and 15 and you know like the gay guy in me and the intuitive in me was like somebody get me out of here but <laughs> i was so much in that mindset like wait i need to please my mother i need to please the people around me i need to be yeah. as stealth as possible you know like being stealth is a surviving mechanism for so many of us yeah not just as psychics but like as queer people or just someone who has a different interest from the people around them
2: 100 yeah
1: And so I forced myself, but at the same time, I learned there that there was this Hebrew character in Egypt called Joseph, who became the dream interpreter. It was his divine gift. He became the dream interpreter for the Pharaoh. So that little story of the seven years of wealth and the seven years of famine that was, that came from a dream interpretation. And I was like, wait, I, I can totally relate to this because I, When people share their dreams i know what they're talking about and by the time i was 17 18 i was like yeah this is might not be the only one but this is my thing for sure Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and when i was 21 i was already dream journaling regularly and the more i journaled the more i noticed that like one month later or six months later i would look at the dreams and i would have a complete and very clear recall of what was happening in my life not just factually objectively but the emotional landscape what i was going through what i was overcoming and what what dynamics were happening around me mm-hmm. so it's it's not just it's something that i think validates your inner life but it's something that brings a lot of clarity to your relationships so if there's a relationship where you feel like you lack like clarity if you keep a dream journal or a journal in general just to put your feelings down, you're going to find a lot of self-validation from just that practice. So just journaling in general, I think is an amazing tool. And if you're tapping into your subconscious mind through your dreams, right, that's even more so because I think I've mentioned like the first time you and Alexa interviewed me when I was here with Rob, Mm -hmm. um, that your subconscious mind is not just like like a background operating system. It's literally Literally, as far as I'm concerned, in my experience, it's literally your cheering system. It's like a cheerleader that is always geared towards helping you uplifting you and guiding you. And that's why dreams are compressed information. And that's why there's so many intense emotions, because everything is compressed into a very specific moment and information. But then as you break it down through the meaning of your dream, you can understand that like all of those emotions that seem so raw and powerful, mm-hmm. they're actually separate bits associated to different parts of the dream and the significance behind it.
0: Hmm. I like that. Okay. So so just for people that mm, sorry if you guys hear me, I have a situation happening. Anyway, so can you explain what the difference is between like lucid dreaming and um
1: astral travel
0: astral travel and then also lucid dreaming and a visitation dream from someone in the past
1: ooh okay so those are as far as i'm concerned they they have intersections but they're not one in the same okay oh, keep I,
2: going. Yeah. You're doing
1: okay okay, okay yes so one is lucid dreaming is when you are able to become the narrator slash director of the dream. And the first stages is when you actually can control your own movements. So like you just... can
0: fly, like I had a dream one time where I flew, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can fly and things like that.
1: Yeah. Or, or okay. like do weird jumps and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And in there's like another stage of lucid dreaming where you can shape shift. Ooh, like yeah, how, like
0: shapeshift yourself, shape shift other yeah. people. Okay
1: you can you can shapeshift like you can you can experience that moment of being alive as a dolphin as a whale as a crow and some people actually use that shape-shifting ability through in lucid dreaming to shift into astral traveling oh wow and there there's like then there's like more of like beyond the astral travel which is like through that ability to shape shift energetically yourself, you can then ride along with an actual living creature. So you can actually tag along the physical body of a crow. Because if you're attuning yourself to the life and the shape of, uh, of this type of animal, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. might be coming in tune with a living creature that is trying to get in tune with what it's like to be a human as well. So you're having you just a partner.
2: Blew my mind. Keep yeah, going. I'm sorry. Th-
1: th- you no, know, this is like something I've experienced with like manta rays. When I was younger, I did these meditations where I was just like, I was no longer a human being. I was like, I imagined myself being like a yeah. manta ray. And this Goodness. is a draft, so it's not—it's okay. not, not a <laughs> That's ghost. <okay>. It's,
2: it's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Um, and the thing is, every single time I did this, when I woke up the next day, I had absorbed so much scientific knowledge that I have since then confirmed with documentaries. And It's crazy. That's cool. It's crazy. But it's also an indication. I, I think I'm going to circle back to this later, which is when we talk about intuition,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when we talk about the woo-woo stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I love objective sciences i absolutely love objective sciences i'm also an illustrator whenever i'm drawing i i need astronomy biology documentaries going on because i love learning those things objectively right but the thing is that historically our intuition has been developed and has been um streamlined for millennia and not just millennia like tens and hundreds of thousands of years of being human beings and learning and developing our brains and developing all of these skills that exist between our physical body and the reality of who we are energetically mm-hmm. and and so this is much older so i love having an open mind to learn objectively but everything that i've learned obje- objectively with quantum physics and all of astrophysics all of this it always comes like full circle into yeah So many of the people in the millennial, not millennial as in online, but millennial intuitive community have been saying this forever. Indigenous communities around the world have common symbology that portrays a lot that is being developed in the astrophysics and quantum physics um, fields right now. And so it's just, again, remembering that your dreams exist with you and for you and Mm -hmm. that your intuition is a life gift. It's not I personally believe we're all intuitive. Some people have a more predisposed muscle of intuition to work with once we're born. But it's it's kind of like it's part of our DNA. It's not just biological either. It's also energetic, but you would not be a human being if you didn't have intuition. And whether you recognize that you're intuitive or not, it's just a procedural step. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? Yeah, That's no,
0: it. I agree with you a hundred percent. I'm just afraid that, that I'm going
1: on a like crazy tangent. <laughs> no,
0: you're <laughs> so... fine. I'll reel you back in. You're good. I'll, <laughs> you. I'll just bring you back. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that people are, this is uh, a birth rate. It's an ability that most people are born with. And it's not something that you have to necessarily like, yep. I think it's something you just remember. I digress. The point is that we are talking, (laughs) we're talking about intuition and dreams and how they connect. So I have obviously I'm a psychic medium. If you're just listening, welcome to the show. Um, But I have a lot of people that ask me, you know, my grandfather passed away. He came Mm -hmm. to me in my dreams and I try to express to them that that's a visitation. But then they tell me that like, sometimes the dream goes sideways and grandfather is a little scary or they can't see his face, but they know that he's there. So what I've been told, and you tell me what your thoughts are on this. Okay. What I've been told is that your subconscious is still at play here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you're still going to interpret things from a subconscious perspective. And the person that's giving you the message can only do so much. What yeah. are your thoughts on that?
1: my thoughts is that there is a subtle or nuanced distinction between remembrance dreams and visitation dreams Mm. so a visitation dream is um a psychic like a medium experience that comes through the medium of a dream okay and there's telltale signs if the person is actually journaling to see uh whether it's a remembrance dream or a visitation dream and it usually is very attached to the emotions Mm -hmm. and how how those relate with the relationship that existed before Mm. and how the person that is visiting or being remembered comes across
2: Uh so
1: for example it depends of course there's also a case-by-case thing but a remembrance dream is a dream where you kind of like process emotions from your memories with this person and a visitation dream will always or almost always have something striking and something very intense that shows you you wake up with the presence the sense of presence mm. as if like the person that person, person be- was there yeah no. yeah so i think those are very clear signs but i think there are they're subtle in the differences but they're still like apart if you know what i mean Mm. It's kind of like Mm. going to like a canal and this, I don't know, I imagine a canal in uh, the area where you live and one being on one side of the canal and the other one being on the other side of the canal. And of course, there's a bridge you can cross and there's an intersection because everything is like that in the universe. Um, But you can still see that there, there are two sides to a similar experience.
0: Okay. That makes sense. I can get that. I I understand that. What, how do people lucid dream? That's a common question that we get asked a lot. If I want to start lucid dreaming, what do I do?
1: There's, I, I'm sorry, I don't have any references here directly, but there, there's podcasts
0: come to the show without references. (laughs) I'm kidding. Go ahead. Well, I am
1: Oh, I'm plugging myself here. So if you want references for your dreams, there connect you with go. me on Instagram or at fikardplaysmystrikingly dot com. Uh, I hope people only listen to the podcast. Don't watch me become a muppet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but. I listen to podcasts on lucid dreaming and out of body experiences Mm -hmm. for the sake of validating my impressions and my experiences from earlier in my life. Right. And um, there are so many techniques people can use. But what I remember from my own experiences is first and foremost, astral traveling is something that you should do as carefully as someone who is learning how to drive for the first time.
0: Okay. And why is that?
1: I think you should be cautious because you wouldn't just like as a child, you wouldn't just cross the street. You would, you would benefit from having an adult look over you. So if you're not very experienced in astral travel, it's good to have someone guide or someone be there somehow to support your experience. Um, And the same goes for lucid dreaming because lucid dreaming, I think can be developed more when you become aware that you're dreaming.
2: Mm. And
1: so if you're dreaming and you realize that wait i'm seeing or experiencing this but there's an element here that really isn't making sense yeah. and you know that you're in a dream yeah that's that's like an amazing step already that's the okay. beginning of it and trying to rush in like if you're in the dream and you're just realizing wait i'm in a dream and trying to go there for like okay now i want to fly yeah. that's that's almost like standing physically in your waking life life on top of a building thinking i can fly and jumping off oh
0: that's what you know, i did in
1: my dream oops oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but you're a special case right <laughs> like do but that's the thing you've been astral traveling and doing uh lucid dreaming a lot more than you realized you were
2: right, right. and
1: everybody astral travels almost every night it's Mm. one of the ways our body decompresses we just don't keep the memory of it because maybe our subconscious mind is like no you're just going to retain the parts where emotional processing is necessary yeah
0: that makes sense so what a couple of questions
1: here everything
0: One, what is astral, like, why would not, what is astral dreaming? Because we already talked about that. Why would someone want to go to the astral realm? And what's the difference between like my astral body and my physical body? I know these, but in case someone's listening and they're like, what the fuck are these two talking
1: about? Okay. So as a Reiki practitioner, um, Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with Reiki, or if you're not familiar, even with yoga, our physical bodies have very basically there's a lot more but very basically chakras so they're energetic vortices or centers i i like envisioning them as galaxies really like spiral like like spiral galaxies that's always the image that has come forth for me
2: yeah
1: um and with dreaming and with astral travel and with other types of out-of-body experiences because i do believe that they exist on different levels Mm -hmm. Right? if you have a more root chakra kind of um astral travel, you're just experiencing like the exit of the body and kind of traversing that realm and the emotions that exist on that level and it can be fun it can bring a lot of healing or right and if you like if you transpose everything to the chakra system going up there's a lot of different levels that you can, quote-unquote work with when you're Mm -hmm. astral traveling
0: okay okay
1: what happens with both dreams and astral travel in my decades-long practice is that there isn't exclusively one level of experience happening we are complex nuanced beings and so perhaps someone needs to have like a combination of like a lucid dream with throat chakra astral travel healing happening and it all compresses down into like a nightmare. It might seem Mm. like a very intense experience, but as you break it down, you see that your body was producing all of those emotions to help you release. Because Mm. nightmares, most nightmares are physiological release of emotions. Like animals have that post-stress behavior that they shake themselves. For humans, because we kind of educated ourselves not to shake, not to decompress when we're awake, nightmares are like a strong physiological release that our bodies have developed.
2: Mm, and you me- also
1: see like dogs and cats like-
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it when no. my dog does that. I think it's so
1: cute. Dogs and cats are expert astral travelers. They don't care. I There's no boundaries are. for them.
0: I bet they are. <laughs> What um? What about um? sleep paralysis? My brain was like, I'll see you later.
1: I don't like sleep paralysis. I, usually... I don't like sleep
0: paralysis either. It's scary. I've never, okay, so for a while, I was like, I've never experienced it. And I would brag about it. And then I did experience it. And I was like, holy shit, this is terrifying. So, so go ahead.
1: From my experience, there's two or three general levels and disclaimer here if you've experienced sleep paralysis you might relate to either one of these or all of them if you haven't and you feel like you're susceptible to certain kinds of information perhaps listen to this later on um so the most general experience that i've witnessed and that i've had with sleep paralysis was when a spirit or this a spirit or the spirit of someone who was out of their body was trying to contact me mm. and they were just like, kind of like, Hey, I want to be in touch with you right now. And so like your subconscious mind and your own spirit are like, nah, nah, we just want to be safe. So you experience something like, um, like a, a reverse airbag. You can't move in the astral realm. You can't move physically. Cause like, there's kind of like this protection,
2: Okay and, okay. and
1: a lot of people experience like the pressure on their chest.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the heaviness, and that's when, like, ultimately we're safe. Yeah. Ultimately we're safe, unless you've done some really weird shit intentionally. <laughs> you might have to bleep that.
0: No, we don't bleep
1: anything here. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So, <laughs> so unless you've done some really weird ish, and you really didn't care about what you were meddling with, right? Um. It's a scary experience and it might be a, a close encounter of certain kinds, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of harmless unless you've done some ish that you shouldn't have been like doing without, you know, like training or supervision.
2: We've all done that. Again,
1: I think mentorship is super important and existing in a community that makes things make sense of things is very important, too.
2: Mm, I don't I think.
1: I, I don't think any of these spiritual practices that you and I engage with, they, there can be a lot of lightness to them. But at the same time, I think responsible practitioners don't encourage people to just like, hey, just come and do this. You know, like there's yeah, good some, luck. There's, yeah, because it's not like that. It's not like just a walk in the park. You're literally dealing with your mind. And
0: I think that when, so I had a lot of people, when I started out on my spiritual path, I had a lot of people say the same thing to me, like, you don't want to do this by yourself, you know, blah, 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 you want to get a teacher. And I was like, what do you know? I'm awesome. And I don't need a teacher. And (laughs) thank you. And then I realized very quickly that I don't know what I'm doing. And I absolutely should get a teacher. So I think the best way that I heard it described to me, the way that I describe it to other people is that you're existing in multiple realities at the same time. And you want to make sure that you know which reality you're in at any given time, because you can slip that. It's a very thin line between dealing in the earth realm and then dealing in the spirit realm. And you can kind of slip in between the two. So that is my two cents on that one, guys.
1: I, I love it. I think it makes complete sense. I, I love it. And that's also like I think it there's a congruency there where when I mentioned the different levels and realms mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. things can be experienced, it's just like that. you know, And the more familiar you're with that, even if it's just on the intellectual level, it's easier than to process whatever experience you've had throughout the night if it's like an involuntary experience yeah it's easier to to process when you wake up and journal because you have something else helping you discern
0: yeah what do you think is happening just your opinion what do you think is happening when people repeatedly will wake up and be exhausted like they haven't slept is that astral traveling or is that something else
1: I'm gonna be very honest. And yeah. I think that like astral traveling and lucid dreaming are very, they can be very amusing mm-hmm.
2: activities. Mm-hmm.
1: Personally, from what I've witnessed, from what I've experienced, um, I don't think it's something that we should do on a regular basis, like going to the gym. I think it's an experience right. that we can treasure if we come across it or if we're ready to engage in it. But um, ultimately and i think we i'm i'm not going to put words in your mouth but i've heard you say something to this extent ultimately we're on this earth to be human beings yeah and so this is why i think it's really good for us to prepare for that because we will eventually experience a lot more of that once we start slipping out of our bodies in a more permanent way um but again it's like learning how to ride a bicycle will always benefit you Mm-hmm. but riding a bicycle all day long is going to give you a sore butt you know <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not going to be the most comfortable thing and so when you're doing a lot of astral travel or lucid dreaming there is a level of tiredness that will come into your system mm. and it's not like you're abusing yourself or something but it's just another word that i hear used use a lot it's really important to discern whether you're doing something because this is really like organically developing well for you and doing it as an escape. And Mm. one of the reasons why I noticed that a lot of people are very tired and waking up many times throughout the night, they're more than physiological, is that they might actually be processing emotional or physical trauma that was stored in them Mm -hmm. and is beginning to release. Um, and so it's not directly connected with astral traveling or lucid dreaming, but it, they might be working on themselves in a way that now their body and their emotional self is ready to kind of like let go. But mm-hmm. this might come at the same time that someone is going through either about a bout of depression right. or like more gloomy periods in, in their life. And that's why I believe that having access to therapy like proper health care is holistic health as far as I'm concerned.
0: Oh, 100%, 100% yeah. I agree. Yeah, well, um, thank you for that response. I like that response.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, only responses that I enjoy, please. No, I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. what, are, <laughs> what are your thoughts on, okay, so I read a lot of things about um, being able to lucid dream if you want to, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that Alexa talks about like writing, uh, putting a dot on your hand, and then mm-hmm. or trying to put your hand, your one hand through your other hand, throughout your day, and then when you go to sleep at night, that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I'm I'm asleep. I can control my dreams. Does kind
1: that like the work? movie Inception, right?
0: Yes, like the movie yeah. Inception have you ever done that? Does that work? Do you have any better practices? Is dream journaling like a good gateway drug to start um, lucid dreaming? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> gateway drug. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Exactly. Well-
1: I think that like the exercises that you mentioned Alexa doing and suggesting, first of all, I think Alexa is a pioneer in many ways. Like she just adventures onto things and she opens so many doors for us in the community yeah. because she's just like that open spirit. And I love that about she her. She definitely is. Yeah. Uh, and what I suggest is that if you're already practicing with, for instance, something that Alexa taught me how to do cloud bursting, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a very analogous practice for um, lucid dreaming, but Mm -hmm. definitely having something in contact with your physical body is the best way to discern whether you're asleep or you're awake. Mm
2: hmm okay,
0: cool, I like that, thank you.
1: And remember to like, take it easy, like sometimes the excitement of realizing that you're dreaming Mm -hmm. and that you're becoming lucid in the dream might be so much, so intense, that you wake up and you're like, ah, you're (laughs) like, wait. I was just beginning to enjoy it, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But what about, it's okay. Yeah. What
0: about repeated dreams?
1: So repeated dreams. Let's, I think I've asked
0: you this question before, but I'm going to okay.
1: ask you again. Go ahead. It's fine. It's fine. Like we're talking about dreams here. So why not? So um, our mind and our brain goes through cycles of mm-hmm. REM, which is rapid eye movement, more shallow brain waves okay. closer to the waking state. And that's where we have dreams that are regular mind And our regular memory can record and recall okay okay uh and we've got deeper brain waves that's where the body goes into restoration and you you mean like restoring like recovery all of that so throughout the night we go here and here and here if we're getting a good night's sleep i i said this to a client recently that sometimes this idea of deja vu in a dream happens because you've had the same dream repeatedly in one night you and can have then, deja vu in a dream yeah it's it. yes that yes. blows
0: my mind okay go ahead
1: okay i'll like i'm <laughs> like I'm, I'm not reading you but i have to say i'm talking with a psychic
0: okay
1: <laughs> we all know who that
0: psychic is go ahead
1: Who's whose mind is blown by the fact that Um, a different state of awareness which is sleep can have a relationship (laughs) with deja vu
0: (laughs) okay go ahead go ahead I see where you're going with that go ahead because
1: we're not so bound by like standard time in our dreams right? I just
0: felt like like, oh you're making my eye twitch I just felt like deja vu (laughs) would be like something in this reality do you know what I mean because it's it's reminiscent (laughs) of another reality
1: that's the thing. That's the thing for me, as far as I've experienced deja vu, I feel like deja vu is kind of like the multiverse reminding us that we're not a unidimensional being. 100%. Yes, 100%. I
0: would agree That's with it. that wholeheartedly. So if you
1: experience the deja vu in a dream, it's even more powerful. And But like on the physiological aspect of the brain, right. having like multiple phases and stages throughout the night, yeah, you can have the same dream happening. And this can happen multiple times in your life, one of the things that if you're beginning to journal and you're beginning to pay attention to your dreams is if you've got recurring or reoccurring dreams, Mm -hmm. notice how you remember them from, let's say your childhood and Mm -hmm. how you're remembering them now as they happen. Sorry about the noise. As they happen now in this stage of your life, there's going to be distinctions that you can make. And that shows that you have progressed emotionally. Pardon me. Hey, I didn't drink any fizzy drink
0: (laughs) how dare you how dare you have burps Uh, burps exactly okay go ahead
1: yeah sorry about that so but that's the thing so repeated dreams can be a message that your subconscious mind really wants you to get and they will show nuanced difference or subtle differences in Mm -hmm. different dreams and one of the things that i want to alert people to at least try to avoid doing is that a lot of people and especially one of my recent clients said oh i always thought that if i'm getting a repeated dream is because i'm not getting the message mm, and it, yeah. there might be and there might be some discomfort with that but please don't shame yourself for having repeated dreams and trying to figure out the message and the meaning and not really getting it the point is that you're allowing it to process through and if you especially if you're journaling you will be able to see and discern and distinguish between the repeated dream five years ago in the repeated dream a year ago and you'll see wait this is about a pattern that i am learning how to either detach or embrace because some patterns are good right yeah um this is about a pattern that is happening in my life and there's an emotional response that i haven't processed that's it mm. and so please don't shame yourself please be gracious and compassionate towards yourself because your subconscious mind has a very specific feeling towards you which is love like they're literally they (laughs) i'm just gonna say they because it's the best like non-descriptive pronoun they love you they are you without the limitations of our body okay they are they are you in a way yeah it's constantly there to support and uplift you so remember if you're getting a repeated dream it's not because you're stupid it's not because you're not getting it it's because there's something, it's like water on a stone.
0: Like water it, on a stone?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like it softens it throughout time.
0: Okay, I love that. And for
1: you to have a polished stone, sometimes it's better to polish it with water rather than like hammering Hammer, it. Yeah,
0: yeah, right? I love that. And, we have a question from the audience, can I
2: ask?
1: Oh, of you can ask like if people want to ask as many questions. I'm just open. I I'm only here with you. I don't see anything on Facebook, so I have no idea okay. what's going on there.
0: Well, I didn't for the first like four episodes I did alone. Anyway, Maddie on Facebook says, what is your opinion or interpretation on repeated places in a dream? Like whole towns that feel so familiar, but you've never been.
1: Ooh. Okay. (laughs) So uh, first of all, I suggest that you really take note of those towns because in the dream symbology, you might find things that have to do a lot with your own personality. Ooh. Like cities and towns have to do with your personal internal structure. So I've, cool. had, I've had dreams in my hometown that, and it looked very different, but I felt it was my hometown. So what that dream told me is that my identity can have some congruences with where I live, Mm. but ultimately I'm my own individual person.
2: Mm. And so
1: repeating places in your dreams, it's kind of like, wait, there's something more I can get from this experience. And again, like you shouldn't have a dream and then it's like gone. Like some dreams like this repeated places, they might be a a source of comfort. You know, Mm. it's like a soothing place that your mind chooses to take you because you've processed certain things and it's just good to be there and restore yourself before you wake up and have something that your mind has helped you create. That is a loving environment, but it can also happen that the place is very scary or that the place is obscure. And that might indicate that like, for, if we're going to talk about some more extreme cases, that there may have been an experience of abuse in your past and the, the wound is still healing and in the process of healing and creating that like thick skin and then letting go of that thick skin, you need to go to this place and kind of like expose yourself to it. Have you ever heard of like exposure therapy? Yeah. where you expose I love yourself exposure to-
0: therapy. When yeah. I, so I do that with my coaching clients, go
1: ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So no, it's fine. That's it. But it's like your brain is doing that in very manageable portions, even though when you're about to wake up or you wake up, it was like, oh, this was a nightmare or this was really disturbing. Mm -hmm. And you have this sense of the presence of the dream throughout the day. This is your subconscious mind and your body working for you and with you so that you are present with this emotion and this discomfort into accepting that you felt it. But at the same time, once you drink water and once you do like intentionally self-loving practices that is kind of like being diluted, like water on a stone.
0: Interesting, I love that that view. I love it so yep. much. Hi Heather on sa- Facebook, hi Isabel. Okay. They're not writing anything else. I can't reply to you guys on Facebook, sorry. Um, Just to
1: say, I hope Maddie is satisfied with her answer. Is this okay or like? We'll
0: see if she comments again, let okay. us know Maddie. Okay. Um, I have a crazy story about dreams. Can I share this with you?
1: please do okay trigger
0: warning it's very scary and disturbing but it's not actually my dream it's my friend's dream and she gave me permission to share it with as many people as I want to so I do so here I am
1: do I Um, know your friend
0: no you do not actually you don't know this friend um okay. okay she shared this with me when I first came out of the spiritual closet uh because she wanted me to feel into it psychically and see what was going on and I feel well I'll tell you my thoughts at the end okay so she's had this dream, You know, I'm going
1: to feel into it too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Please do. Yeah. So she's yeah. had this dream, I believe a total of four times in her life. Mm-hmm. Okay. You should know she comes from a very, uh, good background. Uh, parents get along great. They are divorced, but they get along really well. Um, like very nice home life. Okay. And says mm-hmm. that she has one of the best childhoods that she's heard of. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of
1: I this is going already so,
0: <laughs> Maddie says that makes sense thank you it feels like a different time period with older period homes which I relate to I love that I'm going to um, put a pin
1: on that because I want to comment on that later
0: okay it, it has
1: to do with like lesson dreams and those are gifts from spirit
0: Ooh, it's I love that um, yeah. I love that okay so my friend in her dream okay So the first dream she had, she is uh, running down a road and she is being chased by somebody. Okay. Now we all know what that, well, not we all, but I know what that means. Okay. So fine. So she gets away from the person in her dream, wakes up.
2: Good. That's a good Second,
0: It is a good second dream (laughs) she has. She is in the same place that she got away Mm-hmm. um like it's a, like a field somewhere there's no houses but this time the person is right behind her and he gets her he catches her okay
1: mm-hmm. ricardo
0: mm-hmm. your face i can't right now with your face okay i, I, <laughs>
1: I like i'm closing my eyes because i'm already feeling into it so yeah okay okay so it's not creepy yet but it will get creepy okay so creepy for me already but okay okay
0: <laughs> so he catches her And he has like a sack over her head. Okay. And she can feel like the, the fibers of the, yeah, yeah, she can feel the textures and everything. Okay. So she wakes up from that dream. Okay. Next dream.
2: She's in a house.
1: Just for the people who are only listening, I am rolling my eyes and face calling, <laughs> yeah. like all the way back to like I don't know my butt horse. <laughs> I love how Ricardo is like this
0: is such a basic dream. Okay, it's go not, ahead. It's not but It's, it's getting <laughs> okay. intense.
1: Go on. Go on.
0: So the third dream, she wakes up. She is in an abandoned house. Okay. Now here's where it gets creepy. She is trying to actively find a way out of this house. She's in a room, and in this room she can hear through the wall other people there is a window in the room but it's a very very small window so she can see outside and she can kind of tell where she is but not really like she sees Mm -hmm. the field where she got taken and she kind of sees a couple of other things now here's where it gets creepy did
1: did your friend relay feeling claustrophobic you know what i mean like in that house in that abandoned house with that really tiny window.
0: I don't remember.
1: Okay. That's okay. That's okay.
0: Here's where it gets creepy. And Maddie Carter's face on Instagram on Facebook says it all. Thank you, Manny Carter. Okay. Anyway, so (laughs) this is where it gets creepy. The people that are in the other room tell Mm -hmm. her she's dreaming and they give her an address of where she is and that she has to go actually find them when she wakes up. (laughs) So she wakes up. Okay.
2: So right the, the address. The,
0: the, no, no, she didn't, but she knows that she's in upstate New York. And if you're listening to this and you're my friend, that is this in this dream, let me know if I'm wrong on this, but I believe it was upstate New York. I digress, which is where she's from in real life. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So fourth and final dream that I've heard of so far, and mind you, okay. this was four years ago. So it there could be more, but fourth and final dream. She is back in the room. She is looking for a way out, but the guy, um, came into the room as she's trying to find a way out. And he's like in her face, screaming at her that she's never going to leave this place, that she will always come back to this place. And, um, that she can't help the people in the other room, no matter what. And there are two people in the other room. And I don't know why that's significant, but it's significant. Mm. And, um, (laughs) <laughs> I love Maddie Carter just said, stop it. Nope. The fuck out of there. Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. and
0: so um, she, so she's telling me as she's telling me this, I'm like, did you help the people? What if they're in this reality? Like what the fuck is going on? Look at the address. She can't remember yeah. the address now. She doesn't know how they know the address. Nothing. So I think my opinion on this is yes. that, this is like two realities merging together here and she has actually either like like going into someone else's reality that is actually being held captive Mm -hmm. um i think that's what's happening what are your thoughts
1: okay so i don't know like just just as a a side note i'm sorry Mm -hmm. it's kind of windy so this is gonna It makes the episode creepier, you know. Like, oh, I'm so
0: excited! Perfect. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Oh no. Anyway, so children's brains are developing up until the age of 26, right? What? Sorry,
0: I'm so sorry. (laughs) Heather on Facebook said, "What's the address? We write at dawn." Go ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to know too, but like, I'm kind of glad that she didn't learn the address, and I'll tell you why later. Okay, Okay? that she didn't write it down. Um, And this has to do with us being human beings in our own regular experience here. If anything feels invasive to you, like if you feel like someone is invading, your like semi lucid dreaming because there's liminal dreamings, which are a mix of like regular dreaming where you're kind of passive and lucid. Mm
2: -hmm. They're like
1: mixed dreams. Um, Like if something feels bad, like and you want to, you feel like you want to run away. That's okay. 100 yeah don't just face it because unless you feel like being like a superhero and that's how you spontaneously feel in the dream if something makes you feel bad validate what you're feeling you know that's that's a rule a really good rule of thumb for life um so children have a lot more sensitivity than adults why because our synapses as children they're a lot more open mm-hmm. and receptive mm-hmm. and so that's why children are a lot more sensitive to sound. That's why children are a lot more sensitive to violence. And so here's what happens is that a part of me is interpreting this as a dream interpreter as she may have had a wonderful childhood.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He may have been witness or a victim to even a subtle kind of abuse that okay. for her as a child had a much deeper impact. Then for her as an adult looking back into whatever happened. Okay. Does that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, that does. Yeah, I see that. So and the psychic in you says what?
1: And the psychic in me <laughs> says that she as a child
0: mm-hmm.
1: was visited by a spirit. Well, this happened hey,
0: when she was in her 20s. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll shut up. Go ahead.
1: No, no, never shut up. I love talking with you. So <laughs> so as a child, she was visited by a spirit that harassed her. Okay. And that came back in her 20s to say, you're still mine.
0: Ooh, I got goosebumps. I love it. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. And so the abandoned house, the, just the dream symbol for that, the abandoned house is, so the, um, the cityscape and towns are like what you're made of. But when we're talking about a house or an apartment that is where you reside or where you feel like you're at home, Mm -hmm. that's who you are, not just what you're made of, but like a sense of identity, like how you feel your whole self and that house where you love in your dream, where you love living, that's a self-portrait that you can really explore and revisit to see how you nurture yourself. What is your kitchen like in that house? You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. How do you take care of your energy flow that's your bedroom you see what i mean like all of these symbols really apply and that's where like the matrix and the hologram theories can come into the conversation but i don't want to take you into the rabbit hole we only have so much time today yeah that's it and so with the abandoned house it's like that house doesn't feel like home to me for her what it feels like is that she was forced into a system of being herself and behaving that is outdated, not functional, harmful, dangerous. Does mm, that make sense to you? That totally makes
0: like, sense to me. That totally and, makes sense to me for her. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, and that little tiny window, and this is why I was asking about the claustrophobic, is that she was given just this tiny little speck. Of an outlook into what could be out there. And um, one, the people telling her the address and the people that she could overhear across the wall and all of that, they could be neighbors in her real waking life because we are so much more sensitive to sound. Like when people are dying, the less sense to go is hearing. Yeah. So it's it, it's really heightened when you're really in really deep altered states of consciousness, your hearing is actually really sensitive. That's also how animals can wake up with a snap across the forest just to run away from their predator. Yeah, They might be asleep, but their hearing is active. So this, this is just like um, a connection between our animal self and our human self. Um, so it could be that. It could also be spirit team. It could also be spirits that are contemporaneous with the harassing spirit that were like antagonistic and Mm -hmm. saying like, if you want to find resolution for this, come to this address. It might be creepy, but at least you'll be on your way. So to the friend, to Ambi's friend, if you actually like, I'm I'm not plugging myself for the sake of like making a book. If you actually want to like dive deeper into your dreams and really make an in-depth analysis that hopefully I can help you with. Please contact me, say you're coming from Ambi, and let's, let's get into it. If you want to get it out of your system, if you want to find resolution, I'd definitely be down for helping.
0: If you're listening, my friend, if you're listening to this and I just told everybody your dream, get in touch with Ricardo and then message me or call me and let me know what it means. I'm excited to know. And if you remember the address and go there, I'll go with you. Anyway, not the point. I'll let you guys know what happens with that if she even listens to the podcast okay maddie carter has two more questions and then we will be all done because ricardo and i have things to do today unfortunately
1: just Um, very quickly dreams can be lesson in spiritual experiences that's my favorite kind so when maddie's question about like repeated places came up it really reminded me of some of like when i was 30 years old i had a whole year where all of my dreams were either astral travel um sleep paralysis they were all very intense Mm. but so many of them were like literal lessons like i was being guided by someone wiser visiting monasteries visiting different places on the planet and just learning about spiritual practices and how all of that had so much to do with me and how me learning those lessons could eventually possibly help other people accept themselves and live better lives so it's it's like kind of like a full circle so two questions very quickly
0: Okay. Um, two questions. One, why is there an old wives tale that if you die in your dream, you die in real life? I know the answer to this. Go ahead.
1: Well, I like old wives tales Mm -hmm. and I would say 50%. I've died in several of my dreams and I'm still here talking with you. Of course, this could be the matrix. Could be. I've, had ser- <laughs> I've had serious accidents. Maybe we're already in a different plane, not just physical. It just feels physical because we're used to this or something. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I've I've died in dreams and um I I think like there's a difference between popular wisdom and folklore and superstition. So I want to avoid superstition as much as possible. I don't know what you, Ambi, think or what you know, but um Dying in a dream can be such a healing experience.
2: Mm, It
1: can be like the reset of your soul with this life as in it's no one heals instantly, but if you die in your dream and you proceed dreaming or you wake up, there is a lot of weight that is lifted from you physiologically and emotionally.
0: Mm, I like that. Yeah. So, so I actually, what, what,
1: what do you have to say about that? So,
0: I actually googled this years ago because I was interested <laughs> where this came from, and okay. what I found was a story that was in the uh Vietnam War. Uh, a boy from Vietnam um, was actually like terrified to sleep at night because it literally could have been life or death from him for him, yeah. right? Um, and so. He, uh, had so much anxiety and so much fear about what he was witnessing, which he did that he died in his sleep. And he kept telling his parents before that, that he was having nightmares and things like that. So that's where it originated from was that if you die in your sleep, you die in real life. So it wasn't actually that he died from dreaming that he died. He died because he Mm -hmm. was going through a hugely traumatic event and his
1: programming him.
0: Exactly. And Probably his poor little heart couldn't handle that. Yeah. So, so that's
2: uh, I, I mean, don't know
1: if,
0: if that's you, where it came from, like, but that is one of the instances where people reference if you die in your yeah. sleep, you die in real life.
1: I think that makes complete sense. You know, I think it does make complete sense, but it's really important to see that there was intentional, massive harm being done to people yeah. around him. Hundred percent. So it's it's evil. We're talking about like human living evil being exacted upon people around him and he was a witness to that
0: mm-hmm.
1: it wasn't just mm-hmm. done to his surrounding it was done to the people around him
0: yeah and um, it probably was a very real fear and a very yeah. uh, logical fear that that could have been him next. Yeah. so yeah. okay second so, question oh sorry go kill.
1: ahead um, no, no no that's it like i'm totally on the same page as you
0: um how can you leave a scary situation in a dream like i've woken up myself but then i go right back into the scary dream is what she's talking about
1: so it's reminding yourself that if you're powerful enough to get out of it the first time you're powerful enough to go back and to dispel it oh because if you're like if you're powerful enough to be lucid in the dream to get out of the situation right. and then when you go back to sleep you're back in it you can actually bring an affirmation with you or something that works for you whether it's a light whether it's calling on an ancestor calling on your spirit team calling on i don't mm. know the arc nine because they're always at least i feel them around me like almost constantly i'm like their tour guide on earth i have bitch fights with them too but that i digress <laughs> so <laughs> but the 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 thing is if you're powerful enough to like realize that you're in a dangerous situation you want to retract yourself and go back in use whatever it is even if it's just an idea and you can bring it and do like imagine if you want to really face it and if you find yourself in that situation you can actually use that inner power of yours to make like a bubble explosion of sorts that shows that you're the one in charge it's your own space especially if it's like a visitation dream that is not pleasant especially if it's something that is really overwhelming in the dream and you kind of know what it's relating to in your waking life like Mm -hmm. if someone is being emotionally abusive towards you and it's manifesting very intensely in the dream you can go like i'm done with this i already have to face this in my waking life i Mm -hmm. want some peace here so you're It's asserting boundaries in a way that you can have fun with and that you can really validate yourself. And it can be tremendously healing as well. So remember that.
0: I love that. I love that so much. So if if someone wants to work with you, where can they find you? Go ahead and give us all of your beautiful information. And I will also link it in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Um, So I've got the My Strikingly page, which is my name, Ricardo Paes with an E dot mystrikingly.com where you can make an appointment to either get uh, custom guided meditation, dream interpretation, mediumship connection, like psychic connection, um and also where you can spend a few weeks with me to train how to dream journal and like to get more habituated in in interpreting your own dreams also. This is not on the website. But if you have a small group, like two, three friends, and there's four of you, no more than four, that want to go through this training experience, each and every one of you will pay less. We'll have a discount, but we'll have like a joint session and lesson because you'll be able to learn from each other. So that's the My Strikingly. Nice. My um, free New Moon Guided Meditations are on the Path of Inner Peace on Instagram. And I also have my regular account with uh, where I post my mainstream art on Rick for Art. No need to refer to the non-mainstream <laughs> art right now in this episode. Like we can talk about other things in a different day or something. But so Rick for Art on Instagram for my art or just connecting with me in general. Path of Inner Peace, where I sometimes have occasional podcast episodes where I've interviewed Ambi or. Catherine, I had to say her name because I love her, or Jessica, even Alexa. And um, so, yeah. So Path of Inner Peace, Rick for Art, Ricardo at, uh, dot com. That's it. And
2: awesome.
1: I want to thank you for having me. I missed catching up with you. I'm glad we got to do it. And I'm glad we got to speak on these issues that have some depth to it with so much laughter and joy. So thank mm. you so
0: much thank you so much for being here it has truly been um so much fun and a pleasure so until do you want to say the sign off
1: um
0: until next time yeah
1: so peace be with you always and keep on blooming yay
0: (laughs) all right bye everybody